this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get right into it today because we are joined by special guest from what I, I've said this before, I think is the best show on TV right now. One of the best shows really ever, but definitely right now, Miss Maya Vander from Selling Sunset. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing well. We lost you already. Well, uh, how is everything uh, with you? Good. We lost you for a second. The, I know. I lost you. The joys of doing a Zoom. I'm okay. You're having your coffee. I'm having my coffee. What is going on with you this, I guess, afternoon, early afternoon? So I'm trying to schedule showings, couple of showings for clients. We're finally starting to show uh, property, obviously with masks and everything. So I'm working. Then I have my babies in the background. And I'm trying to, you know, do the podcast with you as well. So all at the same time. <laughs> You're very busy, right? So you have, so we saw you, you were pregnant on the show and now you have two children. Yes. When newborn, I have a six weeks old and a 15 months old. Wow. So you're like, that's, you're busy. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. But you know, like I told you uh, earlier before we jumped here, busy is good, right? Like I want to stay busy. The alternative is worse. I mean, how is it during like quarantine with two young children? Has that been? You know, it's been actually nice to kind of like take a, take a step back and do nothing and not uh, feel the pressure of doing a lot because I always feel like I need to go do something, especially with real estate. So it's been actually nice to be home and, and just enjoy the family time. But I'm basically ready now to, to be back to, to work. And you are, you're in Miami. So you split your time between Miami and Los Angeles? Yeah, so not at the moment. At uh, the moment, I'm focusing on staying pretty much in Miami as much as I can. Obviously, I don't want to go on a plane unless I have a serious client. It, it's worth for me to fly for a day or two to LA. And we're not filming right now either. So I'm just taking a break. I just had my baby in Miami. So staying put here for now. Staying put. And how did you start to split your time between Miami and Los Angeles? Like, do you spend more before quarantine more time in one or it's just really a mixture? So, yeah, it was a mix. I was in L.A. for probably almost five months uh, last summer, all the way to to beginning of fall, almost before basically the whole COVID started. Uh, and, you know, my husband and I traveled back and forth because he cannot relocate to L.A., so uh, we just did the back and forth thing pretty much every weekend. And um, now I'm here and 
No plans to go anytime soon again, unless it's like a client. So we'll see. With the two babies, it's a little bit difficult to travel. <laughs> Do you have a preference between living in Miami or Los Angeles? You know, they're different. I mean, the only common things with Miami and LA is that people are super shallow in both cities and very cheesy. <laughs> but This is um, true. Right? But... You know, look, LA is a great place to be. It's very comfortable, but I do love Miami and I enjoy, you know, look, it's, it's hot and humid, but the ocean is beautiful and, and you have great restaurants and, and night scenes. So, you know, you make the best out of it. How does the real estate different between Miami and Los Angeles? So in Miami, you have a lot of people from Latin America and Europe, and they want that second place, uh, second home or third home. So I would say sometimes it feels like they're less emotional about the purchase. They just want a nice condo, either on the beach or whatever, in Brickell or downtown. They want to come a couple of times a year and that's it. In LA, it's like, where do I see myself in the next 10, 15 years? Because properties are so expensive. So you have to really think it through. Um, unless you are some, you know, very wealthy person who just want to buy in the hills and you don't really care. But I think people are a little bit more invested in LA. Feels and like it is. Do you find like the clients like are more difficult in one versus the other? I think clients are difficult everywhere. <laughs> but a, um, yeah. in LA, I drive more. You know, in LA, you can drive around and LA is so big and spread out. So you can show properties in one area um, and then they ended up like living in an area an hour away. So that's the difference. And you're originally from Israel? Yeah, in case the accent is not that obvious. <laughs> I'm originally from Israel. I was born and raised in Israel. My dad is Dutch. He's from the Netherlands. Um, we lived in Holland when I was a baby, but then we moved back to Israel. And, you know, and I moved here when I was like 21. So my accent is very strong. Do you go home a lot to visit or is your family still there? No, yeah, I used to. So I used to go to Holland and Israel like at least twice a year before my first son. And I haven't been to Israel in almost two years because um, we also filmed and I was in LA and then I got pregnant again and now I have another baby and then COVID. So no plans to, to go to Israel anytime soon, but my family came to see me. So that was nice before COVID. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, COVID's really thrown a lot of things. Oh my God, it's terrible. And honestly, like with the whole case spiking right now, it's kind of like makes me wonder what the hell did we do for three months here? And now it's we're in the worst it's kind of like we're, we're the opposite of you in New York because I'm in New York City. It's kind of the yeah. opposite. I mean, not that things are great here by any stretch of imagination, but we really were scared early on and it was really locked down. And now, you know, I mean, now it's it's kind of a more under control, but I mean, I, I know Florida's pretty bad now. Oh, Florida's terrible. And now they say they're faking the case numbers and all that. I'm like... Of course, Florida always has to be shady. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched the news. I just, I stopped watching the news. I'm like, I get enough news from other people, and I'm like, I just, you know, you what? don't know what so, to believe. It's true, and you know, they change their every time they say something different, right? So, but I, I, I can tell you, since COVID started, that's pretty much all I've been watching is the news, and I just in my mind, like, I cannot. Besides selling sunset, <laughs> but um. And maybe two other shows, but I wasn't really spending too much on TV. I just watched the news all the time. And yeah, I'm kind of worried. I mean, hopefully things will get better, but who knows at this point. I mean, did you watch a lot of, so before Selling Sunday, did you watch a lot of TV in general or no? Like you're not, you weren't a big reality TV person. Not a reality, but I watch, I love shows. So I love, you know, shows like Ozark or Billions and Breaking Bad and This Is Us and shows like that. So yes. You know, before I, I was in a relationship, I was out and about every night, you know, going out. Then I started dating my, uh, the, uh, the, my boyfriend, husband now. And so we just started watching TV. So yeah, I was like, oh, you know, like at night, like we watch two hours of TV, not the whole day. But a reality show, I would tell you, I, would, I, I watched the Kardashians and I watched Million Dollar Listing. Those are good ones. So those are my shows as far as reality. Um, yeah. Those, Did you watch those. Million Dollar Listing New York and LA or just LA? Yeah, yeah, all, uh, all of them. But I haven't watched the last two seasons, but, you know, before I watched that, um, yeah, I watched the, the, the both of them. And, you know, it's funny enough, with Million Dollar Listing, like a long time ago, I messaged the, I knew the producer of the show, like I, I thought who he was, and I messaged him. 
And I'm like, hey, why don't you do a reality show like Minadala Listing, but just with girls? And that was like six, seven years ago. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea, but nothing ever happened. So it's funny that now I'm selling Sunset. So if you believe you achieve. <laughs> Seriously, did you ever like want to go, like did you ever want to apply for a million dollar listing? You know, I auditioned to it one, but I, I, it wasn't for girls. So I wasn't sure actually what was the audition. And it wasn't because I wanted to be on TV or do reality. It's because I, I love real estate and I thought it would be great to, for business, you know, to give me more um, credibility to, to, you know, uh, drive my business to a whole different level because it did help the, the guys, you know, from New York and LA for sure. Um, so that's what, that's my hope was. And Selling Sunset is a bit different. Unfortunately, we have, not unfortunately, it's a great show. It's more drama. So less real estate, I would say. We're going to talk all about that. Yeah. So do you know, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. Do you know, like Josh Altman, Josh Flagg, yeah. you do? Yeah. So I know I did a deal with Josh. I know uh, Matt, his brother, very well. Uh, Josh Flagg, I know, but not, not, not you know, uh, not in person. I just see him, uh, you know, in Poker's Open and stuff like that. I know David and James. Um, I know them, you know, like I know James pretty well. And uh, yeah, I mean... It's what a small Tracy? industry, the real estate. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I saw her in an open house. I heard of her, but I never met her. I mean, I never uh, talked to her. How was doing a deal with Josh Altman? They're great. You know, it was Josh and Heather. And actually, Heather was the one who was doing the deal. It was a small condo. Uh, they were very professional. And I like doing business with them. It's, it's yeah, they're really... Very, they're very professional, yeah. It's a good show. So how did, I mean... How did you end up at the Oppenheim Group? Like you went to Los Angeles, like you had a choice of places to work because you work at Element in Miami, right? Yeah, so Oppenheim doesn't have an office in Miami. So I'm with Elliman here in Miami, which I like because, you know, they have the New York connection and Miami, New York is a very tight connection. So I chose that brand. And obviously now they're in LA. Um, So with Jason, I was with uh, a small boutique firm. Then I went to Keller Williams. And I remember I used to door knock up in the hills, like literally, you know, going door to door and ask people if they're looking to sell or whatever. And I saw Jason marketing package on this, on the doorstep of those houses. And I'm like, how am I competing with this guy? Like his marketing is brilliant. So pretty, so perfect. Uh, but and I, I knew him from the brokerage industry, from the real estate industry. So he approached me when he opened the offices like, Hey Maya, do you want to join the office? You know, it's a small office, da da da. And I was the first girl. So, um, I, I joined. I was the first girl because I liked the fact that it was boutique. It was like just me, his brother, and then another guy, basically. And then everybody else came after me. But uh, that's why that's how I joined. And you, this is just my own lack of knowledge. You could work at like two different brokerages, like in different states. Like that's not a conflict of interest or anything. Uh, it is actually. <laughs> so in in reality, before when I joined Elliman here, uh, they wanted me to switch my license to Elliman in LA because it's actually technically I'm, I'm supposed to. Hopefully, nobody from Elliman will hear that podcast. But I knew that the show the show was and that was three years ago, and I knew that the show was pretty much in the making. So. And it didn't really, it didn't get picked up yet. I think at the time we shot the demo, the pilot, and it was talking about who is going to, if someone's going to pick that show up. Uh, so I didn't want to switch license to Elliman. I'm like, you know, if the show get picked up, then I'm not with the old group anymore. And then I'm going to miss the opportunity of being in the show. So kind of like I let it slide a little bit. So nobody asks me questions. And for now. Just keep it on the down low. Yeah. So how did the show come about? Like, were, was it Jason's idea? Was it Brett's idea? Were they like, no, we want to film? No, yeah, they didn't even want to be on a show. So the producers saw, uh, Jason does a lot of advertisement in um, Hollywood magazines, like I think Variety or another, like Hollywood Reporter or something. Not Variety, sorry, Hollywood Reporter. And he does billboard on Sunset Plaza. And yeah. you have a good looking group of people, um, you know, the girls. So the producer saw the ad and he asked Jason if he wants to do a reality show about real estate and the group. And they declined. They said no, because they were worried it's going to ruin the reputation of the brokerage. Um, but then, you know, the producer insisted. And um, long story short, we, we shot a demo. A couple of months later, we shot the pilot. And then a couple of months later, Netflix picked it up. And the producers are Adam DeVillo, who was the Yeah, the Hills. That's a classic. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I used to watch, but speaking of reality TV, so back in the day, I used to watch The Hills too, and I loved it. Wow. Um, yeah, so I knew that when I'm going to do that show, it's not going to be just million dollar listing only in a real estate deals negotiation. You have pretty girls, um, you know, they're going to probably try to do some drama and some, something more excited than just real estate. But okay. one of the great things about the show is like the, the, the real estate porn is it's as good as million dollar listing. Like the house, I mean, you get as much real estate out of selling sunset. Yeah. So, you know, it's less negotiation, I would say, and less closing deals because in reality we are shooting four months, maybe five and not every five, six, seven million dollar house sells in the mass of filming. So, you know, therefore sometimes less, we have the less negotiation aspect, but, um, it's still a nice mix, you know, still see good real estate and obviously the drama or whatever, the little nuances with the girls and the, the cast. That's so when they came and then what, like Brett and Jason just, like, how did that, they just were like, we just can't take no for an answer. Like, how did the producers wear them down? They basically, yeah, they promised uh, it's going to be a good one and just trust them and, and all that. So they kind of like, okay, let's do this. And it was a huge risk because the brokerage have a very good high reputation, so. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to Bad badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now, with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can, too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I'm Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. You know, I can tell you that in the first season, I think Christine was, uh, she had a comment saying like, oh, bitch doesn't even cook or something like that. I think because of that comment, uh, a client canceled a listing on Jason because it's, oh, I don't want agents like that talking about whatever my clients. So it's a risk, right? Because you don't know how you're going to get, get portrayed. Um, 
but also it got a lot of good publicity and it got business for me too. So wait, what happened? Because I mean, I watched it, but wait, Christine was talking about herself or someone else. I can't remember. Some clients, clients who came oh. to see a house that complained about the stove or something. Yeah. She's like, oh, bitch doesn't even cook. And it was a funny comment, but someone took it seriously, you know, a client. So the client took it after the show came out. They saw that. So, so... So not the kind that she was referring to, but let's, uh, I think they were competing to get a listing and um, the client saw the show and he's like, well, you know, if the agents talk like that about their clients, I'm not comfortable. Um, so I think they lost the listing, I think. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What did Jason and Brett, were they like totally pissed off about that? You know, I think they weren't happy, but they have so much business. So, you know. I mean, that's one thing, because I've sat down with, like, I sat down with Tracy Tudor and David and James. Like, that's one thing I've always wondered, like, do the clients, like, what do they say after they see the behind the scenes of TV? You know, yeah. like. You know, uh, I, I know. And, and that's the thing. We try to be careful on what we say about the houses and the clients themselves. Because, look, in the last season, we shot a house that had a lot of stairs that, you know, if the house wouldn't sell, in the meantime, the house sold. But if the house wasn't selling, and it's the house that, you know, everybody refer, you know, in the show has a lot of stairs, blah, 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 then it can actually hurt the listing. So you have to be careful with what you say. Totally. So when Jason and Dave Brett the, said, you know, we're going to film this pilot, like, were you thrilled? Like, we were other, other girls, like, what was the reaction in the office? For we some were people? very excited. Yeah, we were happy because we... We saw it's go, you know, it's a, it's a progress, and you know, it's been in the talk for like months and months. So we shot the pilot. I think we did our own hair and makeup, and actually, a few seasons, few episodes, few few episodes scenes from that pilot was in other so they used it. Um, so it was funny. We shot the pilot, yeah, like a couple of I think it was like two three days, and when we saw the pilot, it was we were so excited. We we're like, wow, this is great! Like this is awesome. Were most people, like, was there anyone in the group that was like, no, was it, I want to be famous? Or were, I mean, like, with you, it was more business, but, like, was everyone in the same mindset as you of, like, this is going to be business? I would say maybe out of the girls, look, um, everybody are different, but I would say out of the girls, Davina was. I think we lost you for a second. Yeah, and I'm not sure what Christine and Heather uh, what was their, um, you know, goal? Because they do real estate, but I just wasn't sure if that was the main goal. Say it again about Davina, because you broke oh, yeah. up. Like Davina. I was, was saying. So I was saying, as far as the business uh, goal of getting more business in real estate, it would probably me and uh, Davina. I would say, and, and maybe maybe Mary. Yeah. And the other girls were more like, "We're going to be on TV." I'm not sure because Chrisette is an actress, right? So she's used to be on TV. Uh, but she also got her license, so maybe she thought it go- it's going to give her also some kind of like push with the real estate. So I would assume maybe Chrishell as well. I'm not sure about Christine and Heather. What was their uh, uh, what was their uh, priority? Maybe also real estate, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we all was, we're hoping at some point it's going to give some business. Is that your nice way of saying Christine really wanted to be on TV? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean. <laughs> But you know what, Christine making the show, I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't think the show would be actually as fun and successful uh, without Christine, 100%. Is that when you, like, when people want to talk to you about the show, is it mostly Christine? Uh, not all. Christine is a big, Christine is a very big personality, and she's definitely more interesting than myself. You know, I'm the boring, the mom with the kids who actually do real estate and all that. Christina is a very big personality. She's very out there, the fashion, the statement, everything, right? So she's more interesting to watch and she can go crazy and do f- stuff. Uh, so I would say she definitely makes the show. And obviously the other, other ladies, they add a lot. You know, everybody have their own personality and, and um, you know, they, they all bring something to the show, but I would 100% say if it wasn't for... Unfortunately, for the last scene with Chrishell in first season, which was crazy dramatic scene, I don't know if it would have a season two. I don't know if it would be interesting enough. I'm not it, sure, but... And when you... Right. And when you guys were filming it, like, how was the filming? Were you... Like, did it take a while to get used to the cameras? Was it... I mean, 
Did you see I, them? Yeah, you know, like I think our first scenes were like, uh, well, we had the group scene at the office. Uh, the one I think that was the first one that Mary cried about Romaine. That was our first, I think, office scene. Um, the office scene, we were less nervous. You know, we are at the office and then the cameras are rolling. Personally, for me, I was nervous with my first scene with uh, the Israeli guy. I was, you know, it was my first scene. And I was really, I do real estate. I'm not an actress. Yes, I used to model 20 years ago, but it's a whole different, you know, story. So I was personally nervous, and I know the other girls were nervous too, because we all talked about how was it, how was it. Uh, and then at some point, we just got used to it. And, you know, second season kind of like uh, went smoothly because we already knew the crew. We knew the, you know, the, the, it was the same crew uh, with the production. So I think we were all much more comfortable. And that scene is like a scene, I mean, do, most, do a lot of people when they talk to you refer to that scene? Because that's one of the scenes where people are like, all right, which one? Which which one? Which one? The one with the Israeli and you oh, guys were in the house and he was on yeah. the bed. People, it's funny because he got, I mean, he's so, honestly, it's so nice and funny and we had a great time filming, but people cringed when they watched it because it's like, oh gosh, relax, you know, she's married, leave it alone. Like people really felt bad for me. Um, but that was the scene, the one with the, I showed him the house. I was really nervous too. I was like, oh, you know, like I'm not used to this. Right. And then, like, did you feel, like, when you watched it, when it came out, did you feel like it was an accurate, like, portrayal? Or were you, like, like that scene, in, for instance, where you're like, well, this is, this is what happened, but it's edited in a certain way that's suggesting things that weren't necessarily there? No, it, it, it's, exa it's exactly what happened. But obviously, the editing always helped to, um, you know, take the, like, the flirtation, flirtatious uh, comments and all that. They put so much into it so the editing obviously make it look like more flirtatious right. but it definitely happened it was pretty much the same and then when the show came out and you watched it back was it all like that or were you ever was there anything where you were like wait that's not how i remember it like what is this i would say um no actually it was it was for me it was the same i think whoever you know i think the scene with uh Davina and Chriselle talking about Romaine and Mary, that was slightly different. And I know she was a bit disappointed with the way they edit things, with the conversation they had. Um, but with me, my scenes were pretty much, I felt like they were like, you know, all kind of like, it is what it is. Straightforward. When did you, so like, when did you notice like a change, like, oh my God, this is like a big thing. Like, was it season one or was it really season two, like during COVID when people, because for me it was season yeah. two. Really? So you, did you hear about the show before season two or no? I heard about it before. Now why, okay, so uh, I'm being honest, I don't know why I didn't watch season one when it came out because this is all I do. I watch, I love all the reality shows. I yeah. love The Housewives. Million Dollar Listing is the best thing ever. I heard about the first season, but I didn't really watch it. But My then like, oh, that's fine. Oh, hi. He just walked, he just bombarded so the room. <laughs> Has he been to LA or no? They, they have yeah, he's been with me. He's oh, really? been with me the whole time, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know if he traveled with you. Um, okay, so what was the, so for you was season two? For me, so like I heard about it during season one, but I was like, listen, I'm so busy. I watch so much TV. Do I really, you know, it's not on Bravo. Do I really yeah. need another reality show? But then during, when season two came out, I was like, well, I have to see what this is all about. Yeah. And I, 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 I went back though and started at the beginning and yeah. I watched about 15 minutes of season one and I'm like, of the pilot. And I'm like, this is possibly the best thing I've ever seen in my life. That's then, awesome, because it sounds like you're a reality TV guy. So it's like, to hear it from you, it's like, okay, I'll take it as a huge compliment. It's such a good show. So then, I mean, I literally watched all of season one, I think in like one day. And then like the next day I watched all of season two. I was like, I can't get enough of the show. It's really easy to watch it. Um, so season one, you know, we had a great buzz. And Netflix doesn't do any publicity for, for the reality TV. So the show, oh, my son is crying because he wants to come here. And my, my mother-in-law just took him away um he wants to come here but I he's like fine anyways oh i'm sorry oh, it's okay. uh, anyways <laughs> in season one i was pregnant with him anyways um what was i gonna say yeah so netflix doesn't do any promotion so we're like okay we have this show it's great that it's on netflix because it's international so we're gonna have a huge reach but how are people even gonna know about this show 
because Netflix has so many shows. So yeah, and they don't promote it the way, like... They push it in their algorithm somehow. Now, videos after season one, like, it got, like, some kind of, like, buzz, but not a lot. And, you know, we got followers on, I, on social media and all that stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, we had a huge gap between season one and season two. So it's very hard to keep momentum between those two seasons. Literally, it took one year and two months. Um, yeah. Between season one air to season two. And it was very tough. And, you know, people ask, what's going on with season two? Or is it going to be season two? And, we're like, okay. and we couldn't say. So we're like, oh, we don't know. We don't know. So thankfully, um, and I think about two weeks before season two air, I think they pushed, pushed again the algorithm uh, on Netflix because they noticed that they had more interest in uh, social media. So I think they were trying to kind of like get people more excited about season two coming out. Um, and then thank, thank God we already shot, we already shot basically the last eight, which is going to be season three next month. So we have that momentum going. And after that, I don't know. We don't know if we're going to have a season four. I'm not sure. Was season two like a product of COVID in the sense of like, were they not going to air it if it didn't happen, if COVID didn't happen or you're not sure? I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. I know that originally they wanted to air season two in um, March, basically, and then they pushed us to May. I don't know why. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I was thinking maybe because, like, you know, Netflix had, like, two other big reality shows, like the Love is Blind, which I didn't watch it. I heard it's great. And the, the Tiger Guy and another show, the, I don't know, something with passion or hot, too hot to handle this one. Yes. So, Tiger so King came... was great and too hot, to ha- too hot to Handle was phenomenal. Really? So I haven't oh watched any of them. But, so, um, so, they, so they came before us and I think they had really, like, they have really huge success. Uh, people just love those dating shows, I guess. But, um, so maybe that's the reason they wanted us to not lose that momentum. I don't know. But... And then did you see, like, after when season two came out, is that when you, like, did you feel like another huge spurt in your social media? Yeah, wait, I lost you. We'll say what again? Oh, sorry. When season two oh. came out, was there, like, was that, like, were you, like, did you spike up in social media again? And did you feel oh, like yeah. there was, was there 100%. more of a buzz? No, yeah, for sure, 100%. Uh, social media has been crazy, and, you know, I, I was nice. I was trying to engage as much as I can, but at some point, all these, like, direct messages on private IG, you know, unless I, if I was single with no kids and have nothing to do, I would respond to people all day long, but it's very difficult to engage and definitely created a buzz uh, to all of us. I mean, yeah, to all the girls. And then, yes, I mean, that's how I feel. And then, you know, so, like, if you read reviews, like, if you read, like, you know, people that are scholarly or whatever, if you read the reviews, they're all, like, horrible. They're like, this, but it's like such a popular show. There's nobody I know that watches this show that doesn't say it's like the best show ever. So like, what do you think it is? Like, why do people love this show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, look, LA, LA always uh, film very well. Like people love LA. They love to see the hills, the fantasy, the Hollywood, the dream. Um, so I think that this, uh, the cinematography or whatever if you cinematography done really well in the sh- in in the way they film it done really really well so that's already attract something and then you have real estate and houses and everybody loves real estate people always want to know what's going on on the market and just in general it's an interesting topic to discuss and obviously then you have you know a variety of different girls different background that some people can maybe relay relate to to that person so I think it's a good combination uh, of, of all of them. But, um, you know, I'm not on Twitter. Thank God. I don't want to deal with that. Seriously. But I know a lot. Yeah, because people write a lot. Because I know because Divina tells me. But people write a lot of also bad stuff on Twitter and, and negative comments. So, you know, at the end of the day, if someone takes their time and write a negative comment, it's probably, you know, still a good thing. Like they said, there's not such a thing, bad publicity. Right, like if you're talking about someone, you're yeah. watching, you're listening, you just are supporting it. I mean, you can tear it apart, but you still watched. Exactly, exactly. And people, you know, it's like, people are, are like, uh, oh my gosh, it's such a horrible show, like that, whatever, that thing in episode seven, I'm like, then you watched all the way to episode seven, so it must be not that bad, you know? <laughs> right, right, totally. 
And then what about, how do you feel? I mean, you kind of answered this. You, How do you feel it's different than million dollar listing? Really just it's less transactional and more about the drama. Yeah, I would say less transactional, less the negotiation. Um, I would say, you know, they want to show the real estate, but um, let's say all this conversation with the girls, uh, they were trying to film it more in houses this season versus first season in a coffee shop or all that because they wanted to show the houses more because Netflix wanted to see the real estate aspect. But the, I think there is still like less negotiation and, and all that because, you know, not everybody sell a house every day for five, six, seven million dollars. And, you know, in that time that we film and we, they wanted to show authentic deals and not just like. That makes you know. sense. Yeah. And then speaking of the girls, which you prefer to, I mean, I'll just ask the obvious, like, can anyone that is not extremely attractive work at the Oppenheim Group? Because you are all very attractive. And I'm a gay man, so I'm not hitting yeah. on you. I'm just, you know, saying the obvious that everyone's beautiful that works in that office. Yeah, you know, just kind of funny how it's also turned because it's not like Jason went to audition girls who wanted to work at the office. So I was the first girl and then he asked me, he, Heather, uh, you know, used to, to do Playboy and she had like a lot of good network. He's like, look, I have this girl, she's on Playboy, like, I don't know, what do you think? I'm like, look, if she has good network, I'm like, you know, and she can bring you clients, sure. So then Heather joined. And then uh, Heather knew a guy that at the time was uh, dating Christine and they both joined the office, got their license. So Christine obviously looks pretty too. And then yeah, Christine looks pretty. Christine joined. And then uh, too, and Mary used to date Jason. So they're all kind of like just organic, good, good look, uh, good group of people. Um, so it just happened. And obviously, I just, then you're I just didn't know, you know, if like that was the requirement to work there because everyone is so pretty. I mean, I'm sure Jason has some requirements because he's like just like that shallow guy. But <laughs> and then, like, so what, what do you say about that? Also, like people who say, oh, you know, but, uh, the show I'm is sure like. It's... Sorry. Yeah, let's do again. No, now I was going to say, like, what do you say about people that say, like, oh, you know, like, the show is, like, misogynistic because, I mean, I don't say that. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. But, like, you know, because it's, like, these two male bosses and all these beautiful women, like, a harem. Like, what do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look, look, it, it, realities. I remember when we used to go to Brokers Open, you know, Jason had a Rolls Royce at the time. And he's like, hey, let's go to open houses on Tuesday and look at open houses. And it was like, they're also always Jason and Brett and, you know, Christine, uh, you know, Mary and, and Heather and all like blonde girls and all that. And I was even personally sometimes like, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable going like as a group like that because people can judge and people do judge. Oh, like those guys, are, you know, or with those girls and, and they, they say stuff, they say mean stuff about, you know, the whole group. But, you know, it is what it is. At the end, we're all here to make business. And you know what? That got him the show. So. People can say whatever they want to say, but, you know. They have the show. Yeah. Have you seen a difference in your business, like, since the show's come out? You know, a lot of people approach me all the time. Um, I feel like it gives me a bit more credibility, although I already had credibility before, but it's always it always helps. My goal is to try to get my business going in Miami as well, because I want to, I'm licensed here. I want to do, I, I sold here as well. So hopefully that will give me more uh, clients and maybe international reach. So, so far I cannot tell you, oh yeah, I closed direct deal from that show, but um, I'm working with potential clients that maybe they will, you know, uh, eventually buy. So hopefully we'll. That's good. And your plan is like to be, to st stay a part of the show. Like you would go back to LA, like, you know, when they start filming again. It will be tough, so I have to see what I'm going to do. Uh, first, I don't know if we're getting picked up for season four, because Netflix just doesn't tell us yet, and then maybe they want to see what happened after season three. And then I have to reevaluate what I'm doing. Um, you know, ideally, we'll see. I cannot just, like, fly every week with two kids. You know, it depends what they have uh, in mind and, and how they want to play the thing, uh, you know, the, the show, if I'm, you know, in Miami. So we'll see. I've, maybe they'll show you in Miami part-time doing stuff. They there. verbally mentioned spin-off, but uh, that's just verbally. So I know like how long it takes to do Selling Sunset in LA. So a spin-off would be probably, you know, and I have to find, I mean, I have the real estate pretty girls here, but I just don't have a crazy one like uh, Christine. So I need someone like Christine. 
because you know I need someone to make the show interesting. You and could I be. Cannot, I cannot be the crazy one. You don't want to be the crazy one in Miami. I can't, you know, like I always joke, I'm like, you know, seven, eight years ago and I was single and I wasn't, you know, a mother, then I, maybe it's a little bit different of me, but now it's like different responsibilities. But you can go look for like a bunch of pretty girls and find a crazy one and then there's your spinoff. It could be like a million yeah. dollar listing. Yeah, there you go. So we'll see. Is, is Christine really like that in real life? Like she's just... No. A she, you know, Christine is, a, is, is, is impulsive, right? She can say things and regret, but not like in real life. I think she's a bit more relaxed in real life. Um, and, it, I, I, and we talk, I mean, we talk pretty often. I really love her. I think she's super smart. And she, you know, she's just, she just has that great personality. And, and sometimes, yes, like she can say the wrong things. At least she acknowledges and she apologizes. And I really like her. I mean, she's, she's, she's great. What about Chriselle? I mean, you kind of took her under your wing in the beginning. I did. And then the second season, for some reason, the producer just didn't want to shoot any of us together. And I think, honestly, they were probably trying to almost create like the group, you know, like Mary, Amanza, Chriselle, and then Davina, Christine, Heather, maybe, and or maybe me and Heather more like in the middle. I really like Chriselle. And Chriselle, I had a pretty rough couple of months. She's doing great. And, um, you know, she's very... She's very sweet. And I, you know, I messaged her like last week. So we don't talk every day on the phone, but you know, we're definitely more than, you know, we, we, all, st we all get along. And um, yeah, she's doing well. And yeah. That's good. And I mean, speaking of your TV shows that you like, you said you like This Is Us. Like, did Justin Hartley pop by the office all the time? Hold on, I love, I asked you again. Oh, here you, you are, did? okay. Wait, say what again, David? I was gonna say, cause again. you mentioned, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because you mentioned all the TV shows you like, you said you like This Is Us. So did, what about Justin Hartley? Did he pop by the office all the time? He did, actually. Um, you know, I met, I met him only twice. Uh, last year when we were toys and uh, to the office one when we were filming before everything happened. And, you know, they seems like such a sweet couple. So it was really, for me personally, it was really disappointing to hear what happened because so good together so um you like you weren't like there was no signs that was coming or anything i mean it's not like i was hanging out with them all the time but um yeah i mean from what i saw zero signs so um and you know he's from chicago and my husband is from they're both from chicago i think you're still there can you hear me? Yeah, here you are. I know. Yeah. Did you I even hear what I said or no? No, I heard nothing. I said like, was uh, there any signs it was coming? No, I mean, you know, that was shock to all of us, all the cast. Like we did not see this one happens. Um, and you know what, to, to Cruchelle's, uh, I have to give her a lot of credit because, you know, it's been very tough on her. I think, you know, obviously finding, you know, like dealing with that. And she was so professional and held herself together. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's doing better now, but obviously like it's still, you know, still fresh. Was, was the rest of the office just a shock too? Oh yeah, we were all, we were all shocked. Like we, we filmed and she just didn't come to the, to the scene and, and we didn't know what happened. So we were all shocked and, you know, me and Heather, actually, when we saw the news, we, like, Heather literally started crying. Like, she cried. She, she, she I wouldn't say, like, sobbing, but she shed a tear or two. And uh, I was really, I was really sad. It really bothers me. It, it, I took it very personal. I mean, Richelle probably doesn't know it, but it just, it really bothered all of us. Because we were, I mean, I was very disappointed for, 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 for her. And I was sad for her. And that's how you guys found out? You found out, like, through... The media. The production, pro production, yeah, we didn't know. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was shocking to all of us. Well, I think before that, people that watched the show were like, where's Justin Hartley? Can't he just make an appearance? I tell you why, though, but I don't think it's anything to do with that. Uh, I think for him, you know, he's in a big show, right? So, and they're also on Hulu, and Hulu is technically competition of Netflix. I think for probably for his, I would say the reason in his more like contract and, and, you know, 
know, like when you're in a successful show, do you really want to be part of a reality show? I mean, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it could, it, I don't know if it's good for him to, to be part of it. So it's a different, different, you know, style, right, of TV. So that's probably the main reason he wasn't, but um, yeah. Right, like I support my spouse, but like for my personal career, this is probably not the best move. Exactly. Like, look, my husband cannot be on TV either. Like, he's in finance. Uh, and, you know, as much as I would love for him to be on TV and he's 100% supporting the show and really support everything that I do, he can't just, like, jeopardize his finance career to be on reality TV. So, unfortunately, that's, uh, that's a problem. Did he not want you to do the show? Or he was like, you do the show, but I just can't be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he wanted to be on the show. He actually talked to his, you know, his... Is um, I guess boss or bosses, and yeah, they kind of rolled their eyes a little bit, so that just didn't go well. Um, so that's that was the decision, and you know, it, it, he has a great career and he's a very smart guy, and for him to, you know, dump everything and be in a reality show just wasn't. It's not smart. That makes sense, and I mean, yeah. do do you get that a lot when people come up to you or in your DMs like, "Where's your husband? Why isn't he on the show?" Uh, not really, because, you know, I'm trying to at least show him on social media to actually show that I do have a husband and I don't just imagine. <laughs> right. So I try to at least show him on some, some, I, some Instagram stuff and, you know, just show my more personal, uh, family, um, you know, life, lifestyle. But, um, unfortunately the TV is just off limits. That makes sense. Did, did the producers want you to bring him on? Were they, oh, are they yeah. just, they, they really? have. They gave you a hard time. Actually, almost, I think they almost wanted to cut me from the show because I couldn't bring my... Yeah. I was almost I was almost getting cut because I couldn't have him on the show. So... They actually said that, like... Eh, kind of. Like, uh, yeah. They're like, look, it's, it's... Look, I mean, the only guy that's basically on the show is Romain. And now Christine's fiancé, uh, husband. That's it. Yeah, because well, yeah, Heter, Heter Tarik, I don't think he can be on the show because he's on... A comp- you know, he's on HGTV, so he cannot, he would love to, but I think with the contract allow him, maybe next year, I don't know. And then who else you got? And then Christine's husband is basically retired. He saw this company, he can do whatever he wants. So that's easy. And that's it. And yeah. But then they just kind of left you alone and they're like, all right, you could be the one whose husband's not on the show. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If, 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 if push to come to shop, maybe I should. Teams and that's it and then i asked that what i do I, you know yeah that Can makes yeah yeah i think it was your wi-fi for a second um oh, sorry. what was i gonna ask you what about who is like in la or miami like the most famous person or people you've ever sold a house to i sold a house to ludicrous in miami or la la, LA. and how was that Like actually selling well, the house. Yeah, I saw. I showed him like forty, probably about 30, no, 30 houses overall. And you know, it's it's cool because I, I actually lo- I love his songs because I love hip hop. But when I worked with him as a client, um, it was completely different mindset. A different mindset. Me, completely different. I didn't see him as like just like guy that. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you lost me again. No, so you, you like you said you, you showed him thirty houses. Approximately that. We went to different areas in LA, and when I sold him the house that he purchased, I knew as soon as I walked in that that's going to be his house. I knew it. Uh, I, I just had a good feeling about it. And actually, that house was under contract with a different client, and I still had a feeling it's going it, the house belonged meant to be for him. And that client backed out from the deal, and we got the house. But um, yeah. What was working with Ludacris like? And here you are. Yeah. What was working with Ludacris like? Great. You know, he's very, very nice. And I... I basically saw him as a client, as a buyer, and I wanted the, I wanted the best for him. So uh, I, my mindset was very businessy, very to the point with, with him. Like every client. Do you know in LA, do you run into like, I mean, I don't know if you're a Housewives fan, but do you run into any of the real Housewives? 
from Bravo. I saw, yeah, and by the way, um, I, I only watched The Housewife when they first came out, a long time ago, like one or two seasons from the OC, and uh, the, the first maybe two or three from New York, and that's it, I haven't watched any of them. And I have a friend, maybe you know, because um, she does, she loves The Housewives. She sells on Etsy or something, only The Housewives. She knows every season, every character, she knows all about them. So, I might know her. Her name is Holly something. It's her car. She does a cards with like funny saying from the housewife. And she does a lot of housewife stuff. That like sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, so I ran into, I never talked to them, right? But uh, what's the girl? Uh, the pretty blonde one that had it, a baby. She's Dor- not on the show, show anymore. Dorit, Erica Jane. No, uh, Gretchen, Gretchen. Oh, Gretchen. I saw Gretchen in an event. I saw um, I saw the girl, I think that's from New Jersey, Teresa, maybe, or not Teresa, the other one. Yeah, Teresa, maybe. Oof, I don't know. I don't know them. What's They're like, so successful, though. They're so crazy how successful they are. It's, a, it's like the franchise that keeps going. It just won't end. People what? always like the drama, huh? People love the drama, which is why Selling Sunset probably does well. Because, I mean, there's not, like, real drama, but it's, yeah. it's fun drama. What about, and it also feels like The Hills, because it's the same. So, it like, it kind of all works. What about, like, what's the craziest thing, like, a famous person has done? Like, did you ever have any, like, famous people that were just totally different than you expected? them to be you were like oh this person's gonna be so nice and they were like a nightmare or like the opposite no actually not for me personally um yeah not for me because i didn't work with a lot of celebrities uh i did show a long time ago a house to jennifer lopez with because i knew her ex-boyfriend casper um so i did show them a house but um she was super nice was that in Miami or LA? No, I was in LA, actually in Big Bear. Like they wanted, they looked at the lake house. That was a long time ago. She actually lived, so where I live in Miami right now, JLo and Aero, they don't have a house too far away from where I live. So I never saw them, but they're somewhere in probably like 15 minutes drive. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What's the craziest thing, just like not celebrity, that someone's done? Like, you know, like where someone's been so high maintenance or just something so over the top, like a client or a buyer or a seller. You don't have to mention names. Wait, what was the one? Because I lost you again. What was the crazy thing that someone done? Like a buyer or a seller, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we were supposed to remove contingencies, uh, which means... You know, if the buyer remove contingency, basically sign off that is moving forward with the transaction. And the contingency was due the next day or something. So my client, he was the seller. He called, he yelled, he yelled at me. Uh, he basically told me he's going to kill me if, I, if the guy doesn't remove contingency. And the crazy sellers, you know, they yell at you. They always scream at you. And the buyers are crazy too. They're all crazy. But, you find uh, like nobody's ever happy, you know, like the seller obviously wants more, the buyer wants to pay less. It's like you can do no right, right? Yeah, it's how to please everyone and people are very emotional. So, um, you know, um, I had people yelling at me, like, yeah, buyers and sellers, actually. Unfortunately, you know, it's part of the business. You just have to stay calm and listen. How is the market now, like in LA and Miami? Like, are there differences or they're both in the same kind of state? You know, I, I, you know, I haven't been to LA like probably three months now. I, I know that, look, transactions are happening and I think it's a great time to buy because people are scared of the future and the economy. So whoever has the money, I think it's an amazing time, time to buy. And the interest rate is so low. Same as Miami. Miami is the international clients. But at the same time, we are, you know, still in a pandemic and, a lot of people lost their job and, and businesses are closing. So you don't really know what's going to happen to the economy. Um, so it could go 50-50. I think it's a great time to find deals as far as the buyer. If you have the money, if you didn't lose your job and if you feel secure enough with your finance, then it's a good time to buy. But I think it will be interesting to see what happened in the next couple of months. That makes sense. What about the other girls in the office, like Mary? Like, do, is it true that Mary gets special treatment? Because that really is how it's edited into scene. No, it's very true. 
Hey, look, it's going to be season three, also a topic, actually. It's going to be part of this discussion. Look, she and Jason has a very special relationship. Um, and, you know, I spend less time in the office, and so is the other girls. And she, you know, if Jason has, I think, a potential client, um, he would probably maybe try to give it more to Mary. So I think there is some, some favoritism there, and it's going to be talked about season three. And um, yeah, so, but Mary, you know, they're doing well. Um, Mary, I know she, she's doing really well, and obviously it helps, you know, when you get a little bit of help. But, um, yes. but, but she works hard. I, can, I have to give her that credit. She works out. She does the open houses. She does what she, every agent should be doing. Yeah, and, um, you know, the rest, with COVID, it was a bit difficult, I think. Showings were not allowed. And I think people just took a break. And Heather spent a lot of time right now in the OC with, with Tarek. But Heather, Heather okay, also just went under contract with the house, literally within two weeks. So things are happening in, in LA. Do do the other girls feel the same way that Mary kind of them? Does everyone feel that way that Mary gets special treatment? Yeah, I think I think so. It will be interesting to see how they edit things on season three. But we talked about it, right? I just hope that I'm not going to look like I'm some bitter uh, person about it, because I'm not. You know, look at the end of the day, I am in Miami now. But um, I feel like um, yeah, I feel like I don't know if I would spend more time in the office if I would get a potential listing or a buyer. But, you know, look, in real estate, nobody gives you anything, right? You have to go and you have to hustle and get your own clients. But it's sometimes nice if you get a client that, you know, Jason is too busy to work with or doesn't want to work with, and then you give it to someone else. So he gave me one time a listing, but it was overpriced. So I never sold it. I actually only wasted money on marketing. So I don't Seriously. count that one. I don't count that one. That one doesn't count. And Mary no. gets most of them from Jason. <laughs> what about Davina and Amanda and Heather? How are all they to work with? They, you know, uh, they're great. So I think Davina, um, Davina Paul is the most, I would say, knowledgeable and professional as far as real estate. She, she does deserve some credit for that. She knows a lot about real estate. Uh, Amanda is newer to real estate, and Amanda is great. Uh, I really like her. Like she's, she's an awesome person, and uh, she's just still new to the game. That makes sense. Heather, um, you know, she, um, I, now she's with Tariq and he's also in real estate. So it would be interesting to see if they're going to do something together as far as TV show or, or who knows. I mean, Heather's done well for him, her herself. She went from hockey player to Tariq. Yeah, yeah. So and, and it was, it happened very fast too. I mean, we barely like, you know, <laughs> But Christine has done very well for herself, too. Yeah, Christine, you know, she's going to have the wedding in season three, and that's, that's a hell of a wedding, a hell of an event. So that will be interesting to see and for you guys. You like him? He, he's like a nice guy? He's a very nice guy. He's, you know, he's more calm. Uh, he's a very smart guy. And you know what? They seem well-matched. That, and maybe she just need that sweet balance. Right. She to calm her down. Who do you get, like, who do you get along with the most in the office and least? I think, you know, no, I get along with all of them, actually. Uh, and, and I speak with all of them. I would say I probably speak the most, mostly on the phone with Davina and Christine. And I would say Heather and I message here and there and also me and Chriselle. And I actually speak with Amanza pretty often, too. Uh, so, yeah, I guess with all of them, pretty much. And who out of all the girls is the most competitive, would you say? You know, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I would say maybe Mary. I would say maybe Mary. Yeah, because she likes to also get stuff going and she, you know, she's real estate all the way. So Mary is the most competitive. Okay, so maybe Mary. But what yeah, about? Like, yeah, we don't. Yeah. I was, well, I was going to say who, who sells the most out of everyone. Well, you know, I, I would say in LA, Mary for sure. Um, Mary and, and, I, and I sold in LA before I moved more to Miami and spent half the time in Miami in LA. So for me, like I was doing pretty decent here in Miami too. Not as expensive, you know, because Miami is cheaper as cheaper price point where I sell. So uh, less, I would say luxury, but yeah. It's just like you said, a different buyer. Different buyers. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of like lower 
price point condos, but you know, for me, it's always like, you know, it's a transaction, it's a deal and, and I'll take it. So. Do you like one of the cities better? Like not work-wise, just as far as living I really, in Miami? I, I like Miami, you know, I like the ocean. Um, so my phone. Yeah, I like Miami a lot. I do. I mean, I, I look, I lived in LA basically 16, 16, 17 years. So I think it kind of like got, you know, it's, it's a kind of, I wanted to change a little bit too. So how'd you meet your husband? What's that? How'd you meet your husband? Like we met in a bar in Santa Monica. <laughs> really? Yeah, we met in a bar and actually a year before we met in, in a different bar, but we didn't put one and one together. Uh, we just talked about it, it just anyway, we ran into each other, like pretty much in a couple of same go out spots. That's nice. I didn't realize yeah. people still met in bars. So that was, that was right when Tinder came out. So it was right when Tinder was like not even big yet, but yeah. Interesting. And who in the office do you think is like the most drama? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Like who brings, not even for the show, just in like real life. Um, I want to say Christine, but she's, she's definitely more relaxed and calm in, in, in real life, um, you know, off cameras, but still I would give her the, the crown for that. And what can we expect in season three? So we have the wedding. Yeah, we have the wedding. Uh, then we have, um, let me just tell this, I have a client calling me. I'll just say I'm going to call him in five minutes. That's Um, fine. You're busy. No, you know what? Um, this is yeah, like in real life real estate happening before yeah. our very eyes. But that's good. Yeah. That's like good that you're busy. So, yeah, so that's a client that wants to buy in Miami. Uh, anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, so we have the wedding, which is going to be great. Unfortunately, it's, I think it's going to be obviously Chrishell focused divorce. Um, not unfortunately, it's, it's going to be probably good for TV, unfortunately for her. Um, yeah. And then uh, they talk about, you know, the favoritism in the office. And- and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And lots of more great real estate properties. and real estate. Yeah. yeah. Real estate. Are is is are are Jason and Brett thrilled with like the success of the show? Are they just like this is great? I think so because they have egos. So I would say they're probably very thrilled. <laughs> and will we ever see them settle down? You think? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, if if yeah, if they will, I would be shocked. But, they're like um, eternal bachelors. Yeah, I would give it more to Brett maybe first. If if any one of them would settle down, I would say maybe Brett. Maybe, but that's like maybe it's like one percent basically, maybe. As a viewer of the show, I would have said the same thing. I would have said like by a hair, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Brett is uh yeah, I would give him more uh, hope as far as settling down, but I I doubt they will, but you never know. Well, Jason has that great, which I saw it's on the market, that Sierra Towers apartment is on the market. Oh, yeah, is it called on Sierra Towers? I didn't even know. Yeah, it was on the show, it was on the show last season that really? Bachelor had. Yeah, I think Jason, that was- Jason, you sure? One it of them. Really, Maybe I, it was I know, I know, I know Josh, one of them, or they have the Sierra Tower, I think, condo. I, I, thought, I thought it was Jason. He had that condo- that Mary was at, and that was in the show, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I, I swear, I think it was Doheny. I think it was, because I'm like obsessed with real estate, so I know addresses. Well, Brett, Brett is the condo in Doheny that uh, he Maybe it was in. Brett. Maybe it was Brett. The one with the awesome views all the way. Yeah, and it's like the black and white checkered floor on the outside. That's the Brett's condo. Oh, yeah. well, this... There you go. So Brett, so, but that's, that's on the market. It's like, it's on the website. It's on the Oppenheim group website for on the market. It, I don't know if he really wants to sell it, but it's, it's on there. Yeah. He bought it and then he basically put it in the market for. He put it right back on the market. 
for sale. Um, but yeah, it is going to, it's a gorgeous one. I've seen that we film on uh, season three. So that's going to be, we're going to show more of that. Heather was filming a scene there with him, but yeah. Yeah, maybe it was Heather. Maybe that was it. That's awesome. Yeah. So is there anything else you want us to know? Do you feel like we covered everything? I think we covered everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, like hopefully people will have season three and we'll see what happens after. I'm telling you, it's first of all, I'm not even just kissing your ass. I think it's the best reality show on TV right now. I'm not even exaggerating. And everyone I know that watches it loves it. So I, I think I think there's going to be a season four. Generally, we get good feedback. So yeah, we'll see. It's fun. I really appreciate your time with two children, selling real estate. I really appreciate it. Like, I will keep you posted when this is coming out. You could share it on your social media. Awesome. Yeah, please do. You're amazing. I love the show, Selling Sunset. Maya, if anyone wants to buy anything in Miami or LA, this is who you should call. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, where, where can we find you online? Yeah, so on Instagram, basically, my email is there, but my email is very basic uh, for real estate stuff. Well, the, the Instagram is the Maya Vander, and uh, my email is like maya at mayavander.com. Very simple. Amazing. Everyone needs to... If I move to LA or Miami, I will be using you, so... Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. Keep in touch. You too, David. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.